You are listening to an SAFM podcast, 104 to 107 nationwide. Stream us live on www.safm.co.za or via the SABC Plus app. SABC News, independent and impartial. Bogus doctor Matthew Lani has been arrested by security personnel at the Helen Joseph Hospital in Auckland Park, Johannesburg, and will appear in court today. Lani will appear on a charge of impersonating a doctor. He was caught disguised in a hoodie and wearing a surgical mask with a stethoscope around his neck. Lani has also previously entered the same facility to create misleading content under the pretense that he was a qualified doctor. To look into the issue of people posing as health professionals, we are joined on the line by a spokesperson for the Gauteng Health Department, Matalatalia Modiba. Very good morning to you, sir, and welcome. Uh, thank you very much, sir, for having us on the platform. Can you confirm if indeed the fake doctor, Matthew Lani, has been arrested and is currently being detained by police? Uh, yes, indeed. Um, he, he was uh, Uh, captured by the security at Helen Joseph on Sunday night and handed over to the police. So he's now uh, in, 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 um, in the police custody. And uh, we understand from what the police indicated yesterday that he is appearing uh, in court uh, today. Has he explained to you or perhaps the law enforcement agency what he was doing at the Helen Joseph Hospital in Auckland Park in Johannesburg? Well, I suppose that is something that is subject to the court uh, processes. Uh, we, we, we only know what we saw on TV from uh, what appeared to be his legal representatives. So I think those are things that are going to be obviously presented before the courts in terms of um, what his residents would have been to be at the facilities. We also know that uh, from his various uh, social media postings, Uh, he was posting as a medical practitioner. He was um, claiming to be working at the facility. Um, so, so essentially, the department ended up on the 9th of October opening a case at the Brixton Police Station for uh, for him having assumed uh, pseudo-medical roles, falsely presenting himself as an employee of the department. Uh, and, and we also know that there is another case that has been opened by a second-year medical intern based at the Tembisa Provincial Hospital, whose name was used by the same character um, at some point uh, around August or so. So that medical intern has also opened a case um, because um, the 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 His, his, his name was falsely used uh, in one of the interactions. Uh, so so there, there are two uh, cases that have been opened uh, against uh, this uh, mm-hmm. Lani fellow. Now that Lani has been arrested, what charges have been brought against him for his latest stint at uh, the Helen Joseph Hospital? I think that is what the police will indicate when, uh, or, or, or what you call the... the, the When, 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 or the prosecutors, when the matter uh, comes before the courts. Mm. And just how prevalent is this issue of fake health professionals or doctors at all our public health facilities? Um, least what I can tell you is that uh, we know from the report that the health professional um, council would have uh, issued 
um, not so long ago that indicated that there were quite a, a number of uh, instances where they had actually, some people had been arrested, others had been, uh, you know, uh, because of uh, impersonating health professionals. And we've seen even now, um, we've had several incidences. There was an incident now just recently uh, involving someone from the Bobo. There was another one where the police in Swani had to rearrest uh, someone who had uh, escaped, uh, who was also on, on social media. Uh, pretending to be a medical practitioner. So I would say that it is a concern, it is a problem that is there. Um, as to how right uh, it is, uh, I'm not able to say as to how right it is, but it's something that uh, is concerning. Um, the fact that uh, in the recent reports, uh, the HPCSA, which is uh, the body that actually um, is, is, is uh, uh, responsible for, for, for the licensing of health uh, professionals, has obviously flagged this as a, as, a, as a concern because it undermines uh, the healthcare profession in the sense that uh, the public might end up not being able to distinguish who is a credible um, practitioner and who's not a credible practitioner, but also losing confidence in the in the and and we know how hard. Uh, efforts have been made towards, for example, eliminating illegal abortions and all other things because of this same kind of practices. So it's, it's, it's something that uh, we obviously want to see clamped down and working with institutions like your Health Professional uh, Professions Council of South Africa and, and the law enforcement agencies. Um, we, we obviously continuously work on trying to ensure that we clean the system mm. uh, because it, it, it's an illegal offense, uh, it's a criminal offense actually, uh, that any person may use a name, a title, or a description, or even a symbol indicating or calculated to to lead other people to believe that they hold a particular qualification which they do not hold so that they can then uh, obviously offer uh, for whatever gain that those people might have. But that is a criminal offense, and, and hence uh, I think HPCSA has already communicated that uh, they, they, they also have an interest in this particular case. Now, based on the examples that you've cited, what vetting processes are in place at state hospitals to verify staff members in order to avoid bogus health officials like Lani in the country's hospitals? The issue of, of, of Dr. Lani, it, it, it has nothing to do with necessarily vetting processes in the sense that he was not in, it's not like someone who submitted false qualifications and they were officially hired to work in that institution. He never was hired in that institution. He never worked in that institution because he would not have been able to produce, he would not have been able to produce any form of qualifications. And, um, but there are uh, stringent processes. I mean, for you to practice, to be a nurse, to be a doctor, you, to a psychiatrist, you have to register with professional bodies. In this instance, the, the Health Professions Council of South Africa would have to register you because they are legally mandated. It's a regulated field. So even when you are uh, studying and you're completing your studies, part of the requirement before we can take you in as an intern uh, in our institutions, part of that requirement is that... Uh, before you sign a contract with any of our institutions, is that you must be able to, you must be registered with the Health Professions Council of South Africa. The reason being that when there are cases like this of misconduct and, and, and so forth, 
there, there needs to be a place where you can be held accountable. It's one of those practices where your uh, registration can be cancelled, your license can be revoked, so that you, you then can no longer be able to, to practice going forward. So it's quite regulated, and um, you wouldn't, a, a, a someone who's an intern would not just come into a facility and say, I'm here to work and so forth. We would get um, correspondences from, from National that comes through to our HR, who then would go through a verification process uh, in terms of checking whether this, uh, the person is registered and so forth. And they don't be handed over to HR practitioners in the respective facilities. They also go through an orientation process. By the way, at the health facility, no intent uh, is allowed to see patients on their own. Usually, when uh, the doctor has been intense, they go in a particular group, but they also have a supervisors who would always at any given time monitor them. That's why uh, this Lani fellow did not have access to the wards because it would have been impossible for him to have access to any ward because his credential would have been required. He would have, uh, he would have had to identify himself. And therefore, if you look at the type of content he was creating, he was never in any ward. He was always in the, either in the corridors, in the leaves, or in some corner somewhere, but never in any area where uh, we have patients being taken care of because the system would not have uh, enabled him to do that. One, when uh, the registers that are assigned when people come in. The issue is that, and that's what maybe we need to explain, why someone like him would be able to roam freely in the, uh, those, 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 those spaces where he was roaming is because, uh, Elvis, our uh, health facilities are naturally public spaces where people are able to come in and go. When you, when you go today during visiting hours to visit your uncle, you will be able to allow to walk in with the trust that you are going to where you need to be going and so forth. Of course, the security around and everything. So you would enter in as a normal person, but then end up in the corridors uh, where we would be creating whatever content to create a sense of legitimacy. But for him to maybe have attempted to go into a ward, it would have been difficult. And I think he, he knew that just himself because he would have long been caught had he tried to do something like that. The only way was for him to go through the system if he wanted to actually be able to do that. So there is a system in place. The only thing now is that obviously we're looking at what are the other ways in which uh, we could better strengthen security arrangements within our health facilities without infringing on the public's right to have free movement. Because hospitals, by their nature, healthcare facilities are supposed to be a place of healing, a place where uh, the public is feel safer and they are able to move. But clearly, we have a situation now where some people would then want to take advantage of that liberty of being able to move around. I mean, uh, you would not have the same type of freedom to move around at a correctional facility. Mm -hmm. And there's a reason for that. And you would want to distinguish between a correctional facility and a hospital so that in a hospital you are allowed to move freely and so forth. But, of course, it then means that we need to ensure that uh, issues of security are tightened up and are strengthened uh, in our um, health facilities. That's why even now, if you look at this incident, he was caught on CCTV camera. By the way, he came in on Friday, and we did not make a lot of noise because we knew that it was going to come, so we can be able to then say they, uh, 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 wait for him to come back again and be able to pounce on him. And on Friday, we could we were able to see even on the CCTV, um, his mother's operand that will come in disguised, uh, wearing a hood, whatever, and then start going into areas where he could be able to uh, curate his content. And uh, 
uh, he made the mistake of coming back again on Sunday, and the guys were already now on high alert, obviously, um, waiting for, for, for him to come through. And they were able to then apprehend him and hand him over to, to the police so that he can be further processed through the, 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 the criminal justice uh-huh. system. I thank you so much for your time. Motale Tale Modiba, the spokesperson for the Gauteng Health Department. You can find SAFM Current Affairs on 104 to 107 nationwide. Our podcasts are available for download on all our digital platforms. SAFM, leading the conversation.